right, welcome to the Texas Hemp Show. I'm Russell Dowden. This is podcast number 18 of the Texas Hemp Show podcast. We're excited that later this week, as we get ready for the upcoming new issue of the Texas Hemp Reporter, that's publishing and printing tonight, actually, and we get those in our hands tomorrow and on Friday, and we are looking forward to that. So... Yeah, we're back here in the saddle. Joining me in the studio this week, as always, is is my co-host, Jesse Williams from the Texas Cannabis Collective. Hi, Jesse. Evening. And then joining us uh, is our good friend, Coleman Hempel of the Texas Hemp Industries Association. How are you? Yeah, doing great. Great to be here with you all. Well, our guest is calling in. That is going to be joining us here uh, on the phone is is Matt from uh, Trilogen Seeds joining us on the program. We just went live just now. Matt, are you there? Yep, I'm here. How's it going, guys? All right. We ran on. That was good. Matt Haddad of Trilogen Seeds also joining us here on the Texas Hemp Show. This is, again, uh, podcast number 18. We took off for a month there, just really, not really intentionally, I think, because of the weather, and then we didn't have a guest. We didn't book February, Jess, uh, Jesse, so I didn't have anyone slated, and then that weather that we got here in Texas kind of kept us off the air for a little while. Oh, we definitely well. wouldn't have been on air. There was no power to be on air. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, there wasn't. But uh, thanks, Texas. Well, uh, joining us again from Colorado, uh, Matt Haddad of the uh, Trilogen Seeds. Matt, uh, if you might, uh, I guess you're you're breeding and processing specialty uh, cannabis. Your background's in, in largely been in cannabis, but it's also in hemp. Give us a little bit of your background and introduce uh, what you guys are, are are doing and offering there at Trilogen. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, Trilogy is a hemp genetics company, primarily more than, uh, you know, THC. Uh, but we basically breed different genetics for different microclimates and photo periods all over the world. We've released about 60 different genetics to market, uh, have multi-purpose varieties, CBD, CBG, as well as other minor cannabinoids. Uh, we work with about 500 farmers in, in the U.S. and uh, over 20 countries internationally. That's great. Matt, this is Coleman Hempill with the Texas Hemp Industries Association. Could you go into a little bit about the the work that goes in to, to genetics? I think there's a lot of our listeners that can kind of get confused based on you know this really broad list of approved varieties with the Texas Department of Agriculture. And can you kind of touch on that you know not all seed breeders are the same and, and that there is a very sophisticated process in, in developing stable genetics? Yeah, absolutely. I think it takes um, years of, of generations to really do and accomplish. Um, I know we've been doing field trials since 2017 and, and kind of have been improved and expanded as we've gone along. Um, and we've realized that, you know, in different climates, some genetics obviously will work better than others. And making those selections in the field uh, is crucial. So you could really see it in its optimal environment and, and make selections uh based on the traits you're going for. So, you know, hemp genetics is really in its infancy still. I think there's a lot of uh, hurdles still to be figured out and uh, genetics to um, be bred for various purposes, whether it be cannabinoids, terpene expression, um, fiber content, fiber density. So, so, you know, it's it's really endless. I think it's gonna continue to improve. It's gonna continue to stabilize. Um, people need to find unique nin- niches in the in the space besides, you know, just extracting for CBD oil uh, to, to really put a good position for themselves in the market. Yeah. You know, Matt, you bring up 
bring up fiber. I know that that's been a really exciting uh, expansionary part of the the Texas hemp market and the number of of farmers, uh, both in North Texas and South Texas, that had some success that they're they're looking to grow on. Can you kind of talk about what you've experienced in in the growth of fiber and and where y'all are with some of y'all's genetics? Yeah, so for for us particularly, um, you know, the decortication and, uh, uh, you know, extraction side of it, whether it be graphene or building materials or what have you, um, it's something we've been keeping an eye on and been working with for the past couple of years. And the reality is a lot of commercialized facilities uh, have not been online to do it, really do it at scale uh, to make it kind of integratable where it makes sense economically. And I think this year is going to be a big turn in that regard. Um, but it's funny because we, we think that we're waiting on uh, facilities to be put up, which is true, but genetics are just as far behind a, a, as the facilities. So it, it's interesting to see uh, the different varieties from different regions in, in these other environments. But as far as breeding work that needs to be done, um, it's, it's still in its infancy, uh, more or less. Yeah. Could you kind of touch on some of the existing seed stock from from more established hemp producing countries in the Mediterranean and different parts of Europe? Um, have you all experimented with any southern hemisphere varieties from Australia, anything out of Southeast Asia? Where are the areas of of most interest to you when it comes to, to land race varieties and and varieties that have been a little bit more established in some of these other countries? Yeah, and for, for what we're going for, um, some of the lineage of the genetics, we've seen the best expression for, for, for what we're breeding for on the fiber side uh, is really, you know, Chinese and Russian and Ukrainian uh, varieties, like in the Shu Valley. Um, that, that's where we found some pretty pretty unique and cool stuff. And um, it's amazing when you have a diversity of, of different hybrids, uh, what you can select and breed for to, to really, you know, bring some new characteristics to light and, and that's what we're trying to do yeah you know and what a lot of people in in kind of learning this plant i are starting to to find out is you know cannabinoid production cbd production for boutique flower is a much different agronomic process than what you're looking at for fiber could you kind of talk about you know what are you using to to plant um, some kind of the spacings and the differences that that people are looking at from specialty farming to more conventional agriculture um so i personally think direct seeding is the the way of the future that that's been a uh a challenging hurdle for for the past couple years that that uh you know some some row crop farmers in kansas figured out to it to a t and and uh it's funny, like I actually was just on a podcast of Seeds versus Clones uh, over at Crop Talk Media with, with Allison Justice from the Hemp Mine, and one of the debates was, was yield uh, per acre in, in reference to clones versus seeds. And, you know, in, in fact, we've had better success with a lot of our seeds, um, even though they're F1 hybrids that have phenotypic variations. So, you know, there, there's 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 a lot of work that needs to be done there, there's a, a lot of tracking that has you know been done but it really is going to be an endless cycle yeah and, and you know you bring up clones and a, a more horticultural kind of model uh, of farming do you see that as as being viable in the fiber space or are you looking at two pretty distinctly different kinds of, of planting models 
very distinctly different. You know, industrial varieties, more or less, you know, can definitely vary, but uh, thrive in environments that don't require irrigation. They're cheap to plant, uh, and they're and they're cheaper to, uh, you know, really produce from a cost per acre perspective. So, um, I think there will be two distinctly different uh, models, and um, I'm hoping fiber with like sustainable building materials like graphene really start to take off because the uh, amount of government resources being being looked at to, to put into these types of programs for sustainable technologies is really abundant and you know it's something we really want to take advantage of with hemp because of its carbon capture uh, capabilities and and uh, and repurpose uh, capabilities totally agree you know I think one of the advantages that the Texas has is we have been one of the fastest growing states for a number of years and have also had to deal with a lot of, of weather issues. You know, we had Hurricane Harvey in this huge area in, in southeast Texas that was flooded out. And, and I agree with you, you know, having less corrosive, more breathable material that, that is able to dispel a lot of mold. And, and issues in the walls could be very advantageous. And, you know, some other encouraging things that, that we've been seeing is groups like Hempitecture uh, that started out in Seattle, built some beautiful homes there that, that have a lot of, you know, I think a, another six projects going on in Austin right now. So it's still fledgling, still new, but, but definitely encouraging and moving in the right direction. Yeah, Texas always seems to amaze me. Every time I think I have I have my thumb on what's going on in Texas, I, I learn about six new facilities <laughs> that are doing something right. amazing. So, so it's awesome to, to hear. Isn't I say isn't isn't Panda Biotech supposed to be opening their facility this year? Like one of the largest facilities in the U.S. You know. Um, <clears throat> oh, go ahead. I'll, I'll, I'll let you answer, Matt. You know, I was actually just going to say that I don't know too much about those guys. I've heard uh, only a couple of people where they got some some seeds and, and grew some stuff out this past year, but uh, have not been to their facility. Can you shed light on, on anything more than that? You know, I, the only insight that I can provide is, is stemming from their press releases. I know initially they were, were looking at a facility closer to Lubbock. Yeah. I know that that didn't move forward. They wound and, up going with Wichita Falls. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen any recent press releases um, and, and definitely, you know, something to, to investigate. I, they're, they're among a number of different companies that, that I've been introduced to in the state. Um, one group, you know, really notably in, in the Lubbock area grew around 800 acres this last year. Um, you know, working really closely uh, with a group that did about 4,000 acres this last year. And again, you know, really focused on, on tri crops, um, you know, both flour, grain, and, and fiber with a, a particular focus in, in fiber. Year one, a lot of what we experienced in Texas was really late around those licenses coming out mid-March last year and people not really being able to procure seed until April, May. Um, and so I'm encouraged this year. I, I know those that that were successful and, and those that uh, weren't so successful are, are definitely expanding on what they learned from last year. And and um, I'm optimistic by, by uh, all the opportunities ahead of us. Well, let's, we're going to take a quick commercial break. Uh, Matt, if you'll hold on right there, we're going to take a, a quick break and come back on the other side. Our, our guest, Matt Haddon of the uh, Trilogen Seed Company, and uh, we'll talk about some of your products that you guys offer as well on the other side. It's the Texas Hemp Show. We'll be right back after this break. You're the only 
Folks, you know I've gone through a lot of pains over the last 20 years. My knees, my shoulder, and of course that back of mine. Now, I've tried everything. Massages, acupuncture, cryotherapy, and finally I found something that really works for me. GreenMountainFlower.com That's the cure. I've been looking all over the place for something that's going to help me feel good, help me sleep good. Green Mountain Flower has the most powerful CBD oil available. It's unique and it really works for me and tons of other people. Now, you'll see all kinds of CBD oils in shops all around the place. You know, the convenience stores and gas stations and places like that, but none like Green Mountain Flower. And Green Mountain Flower has the most nodule CBD oil retailers right here in Austin, Texas. It's natural, 100% absorption. It's water-based. And it absorbs into the body easier. It's unique and 100% organic formula. And it really has worked. Give a call today to 512-645-0510. Talk to Gene or Elsie and ask about the great products that they have. You'll find them on Facebook and online at GreenMountainFlower.com. CRI is a top 25 nationally ranked CPA firm with offices across the Southeast and with clients across the globe. Over the last few years, our firm has developed a niche in the agriculture and cannabis industry. We understand the unique challenges growers and processors face every day, including addressing challenges resulting from the USDA and DEA final interim rules, banking and insurance concerns for cannabis businesses, unique farming challenges associated with hemp and high THC cannabis, and GMP clean room management and general management for business in the rapidly changing cannabis market. Our seasoned team of professionals can help you meet these challenges with sound business, tax, financial, accounting, and technology advice. Visit CRICPA.com to find out more or schedule your free introductory consultation. That's CRICPA.com. Since 1938, TPS Lab has been guiding growers of many different crops around the world to making maximum yields and quality and solving difficult field problems with advanced innovative solutions. Hemp Plan offers the most advanced guidance to industrial hemp growers. The purpose of Hemp Plan is for you to realize the highest quality and yields with minimal THC for your crop's genetics by minimizing plant biotic and abiotic stresses. TPS Lab offers many services and options to the industrial hemp grower. Contact Joe at TPS Labs at 956-383-0739. That's 956-383-0739. That's TPS Lab. Hey guys, it's Russell with the Texas Hemp Reporter. Want to remind you to check out the website, uh, the Texas Hemp Ranch. My friends at the Texas Hemp Ranch are currently leasing over 50 acres of land to grow your hemp operation for the next spring grow here in Texas. So get ready for that 2021 grow season and visit thetexashempranch.com or give us a call at 512-387-3377 or you can email txhempranch at gmail.com for more information. So the Texas Hemp Ranch is located there at 969 off of 130 Toll Road in east of Austin. They provide the land. You grow your own hemp, leasing 50 acres. And we just uh, leased a, a, some five-acre slot the other day. You could lease a, a five-acre spot or 10 acres. It's up to you. If you want to do 20 acres, just let us know. We've got about 50 acres, 45 approximately left to lease between now and late February. So just reaching out through the podcast here. I want to get a note out to our listeners that you can lease some land to grow your hemp this spring at the Texas Hemp Ranch, my friends out there, uh, go check those guys out online, the Texas Hemp Ranch, or give them a call at 512-387-3377. Thanks, and back to the show.
You're listening to The Texas Hemp Show, produced by your friends at The Texas Hemp Reporter. 60,000 copies published free every year. The Texas Hemp Reporter is mailed to over 2,000 licensed hemp producers in Oklahoma, New Mexico, Arkansas, Louisiana, and Texas. News, technology, trends, finance, culture, health, all things hemp in the Lone Star State. The Texas Hemp Reporter Magazine. Now, Back to the show with your host, Russell Dowd. All right, welcome back to the Texas Hemp Show. I am Russell Dowden, your publisher for the Texas Hemp Reporter and host of the Texas Hemp Show. This is podcast number 18 that we're doing, and uh, we are uh, glad to have a, a couple of guys joining us. So we've got Matt calling in from Colorado, and then Coleman's here in studio today. This is really cool. And then, uh, Jess, uh, good to have you back as well. I wanted to ask, Matt, if you could introduce or talk about a couple of the products. I mean, we want to drop the smoke. Icons brand that you guys have, and, and just tell us uh, about some of the products that you guys have, and and what's going on in, in cooking for you guys in 2021. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I guess let me start first with Philogene. Um, we have a lot of new genetics that are uh, specifically bred for indoor terpene expression, which is you know the smokable hemp market is the fastest growing sector, and there's a ton of demand on that side. So we really have some real flavorful. Uh, profiles and, and uh, genetics on that front. And um, we've also further stabilized some of our staple varieties like Superwoman and Myco mm-hmm. uh, and Sweet Wife to, for uh, row crop purposes, like really for industrial outdoor production, as well as, you know, greenhouse production for flower uh, and biomass extraction. Um, we have some multi-purpose cultivars that are our first of this year that actually are great for fiber as well as cannabinoids and grain. And, you know, it's, it's kind of an interesting dynamic of how to harvest and when to harvest. But with, these varieties are also feminized, and there's also only about five to 6,000 seeds needed per acre. And if you don't pull any of the uh, uh, males, um, it will actually pollinate enough to get the top third of the plant loaded with seeds in an acreage. And it's designed that, you know, seed harvesters are really taking the top third of the plant and then the bottom two thirds can be stripped for fibers as well as cannabinoids. And that, that's a, a new one this year we're pretty stoked about, especially for uh, the, the Texas uh, uh, environment. That's great. Matt, you, you talked a little bit about terpene expression. You know, I know one of the trends that, that I've seen this last year is a lot more live terpene extraction. Uh, could you kind of touch on that and, and if that's something that you're seeing there in those Colorado markets and if those are some some other alternative revenue sources for farmers to be looking at? Yeah, absolutely. Um, liquid nitrogen is, is one that has been uh, pretty cool that I've seen on site where you can do it right, you know, on, on the farm. Um, amongst other, you know, solvents, there, there's a lot of really innovative extraction technologies coming out from different industries, uh, not just pharmaceutical and the oil. Uh that, that are really coming to light that I think are going to do some interesting things, um, especially in the realm of uh, graphene. I hate to you know keep bringing it up, but it's something I'm, I'm giddy about at the potential. It's 200 times stronger than steel. It's, it's light as a feather. It's conductive. It's breathable. It's mold resistant, flame resistant, um, and, and it can be carbon negative. Uh, so so it's, these are things that 
you know, we're interested in to try to develop different avenues of how to monetize on this crop, uh, you know, besides just, just cannabinoids, which, you know, has put us in this position and we're grateful and it'll be a, continue to be a, a huge focus with our company. But um, we, we really want to have a diversity for, for different farmers, for different applications all over the world. That's excellent. I really like hearing that because <laughs> just fiber has been the thing for me like the entire day just been pounded by people talking about CBD oil nonstop and like our state's focus is primarily industrial use trying to create like alternatives to plastic not just CBD oil so it's great to hear that there's somebody out there who's like hey we're trying to make a strain specifically for that let's get this going let's let's change this yeah absolutely you know something that we saw last year that i think was uh, was wise on a lot of our farmers parts is small acreage you know we're, we're still in variety trial um stage of of the hemp industry in a lot of ways um can you kind of talk to and and provide some of the cautions and and some of the the direction that your company provides while people are looking at what kind of of seed to to grow what kind of production models to to pursue um and, and, and I'm sorry, what was like the tail end of the, the, the question? Well, I, I mean, really, people deciding what seeds to grow, what kind of production model, and, and what kind of market forces people need to be looking out for, uh, different cautions on how many acres you grow, um, and and really kind of the thought process that the people need to be taking themselves through and deciding what kind of, of variety to grow. Right. Um, I would say one thing to certainly be asking for is have these genetics been grown in this environment before? And if so, you know, what were those results? They're they're, this kind of this curve that's happening right now in the industry. is It's been good because it's weeding out a lot of bad actors, but there's certainly still some there uh, where by just asking the right questions, I think we'll kind of vet that that process pretty well for for people looking for seed suppliers. you know, because there, there's there's not a ton of companies who have uh, the experience in different microclimates and photo periods. And it's uh, one thing to just have people grow them, but also to collaborate with them for selection and, you know, sending those tissues and maintaining them and retesting them. I mean, it's a, a vigorous process and analysis where I think if you're if you do a good job vetting, you'll you'll, you'll your BS meter will, will go off pretty quickly. Matt, you're going to be profiled in the upcoming issue of the Texas Hemp Reporter. I believe one of my reporters, Stacy Lovett, reached out to you for a story. And so uh, the magazine comes out this week, and uh, we'll be sure to get those out to, out to you. Uh, how did that go? Was everything smooth with that interview? Yeah, everything was, was great. <laughs> There's uh, some exciting stuff uh, we have coming out that we're excited to, to drop with you guys at Texas Hemp Reporter. So, uh Looking forward to, to getting it published in my hands. Yeah, yeah, we'll get those out to you as we get those here this week, and those will be available all over Austin, and then we're mailing them all over the four states here in the southern region. What's something else that you want to address as we kind of wrap things up? I've got about five minutes left with you here on this segment. And then, uh, you know, wh- where do you think things are going for Texas in 2021? Um, well, you know, as far as, far as uh, Texas for 2021, I want to see it continue to, to innovate and, um, you know, try to get a grip on everything happening with the industrial application. I think Texas has tremendous uh, opportunity there and, and really in some areas can have 
uh, three plus harvests per year of fiber dominant crops. So um, it doesn't require much water, uh, requires a ton of space. And, and you know, te- Texas checks both of those boxes. Uh, in, in reference to what we're kind of up to is we're continuing to push our seeds and uh, all of our genetics for this year running seeds and seedling and clone deals actually right now until the end of the month. So this is our most aggressive early bird special. Uh, so feel free to reach out there. And, and in reference to smoking icons, you know, that's our brand that's exclusively bred and grown uh, indoors with living soil organic methods uh, of smokable hemp. That's, that's uh, you know, that's all dropped on iconsmokehemp.com. And we have canagars, we have uh, strain-specific sauce, we have uh, tinctures, strain-specific tinctures. So, so go ahead and check that out as well, uh, guys. Excellent. And Matt, could you touch on just kind of where we are this time of year and in, in the urgency? Um, in my mind, if people haven't started really vetting their, their seed breeders and who they're going to go with this year, you need to jump on that now. Could you kind of touch on you know, what people can be expecting over the next month to two months and what they need to be preparing themselves for? Yeah, this is this is really the time. You know, I don't, I don't know what it is, but farmers sometimes plant, uh, uh, you know, lack to plan and then sometimes plan uh, to, to fail. And unfortunately, you know, getting started uh, as early as you can is one of the most important factors. And, you know, NOCO Hemp Expo is at the end of the month. So uh, I, I imagine a lot of people will be buying there. Ho- hope to see you guys there, by the way. I, yeah, I, I definitely will be there. Um, and, and just to, to further, you know, emphasize that you know, Texas is such a big state. You know, we've got over 10 points of latitude from South Texas and North Texas. This has definitely been a weird year with the, the polar vortex that encompassed the whole state. Um, and fortunately, hopefully a lot of people didn't plant a couple weeks ago. But um, as we get thawed out and, and as we get more um conventional weather um, going in the spring it's definitely something to be looking at yeah absolutely and i'm actually excited about some auto flower fiber varieties because you know when you have a 65 to 90 day cycle from from germination to harvest uh you, you can handle those weather factors hopefully a, a little bit easier well fire off the website matt tell us how people can get those seeds while you guys are kind of in that busy season i have your uh i do have the website up it's uh, uh com. how can you uh, tell us an email or is there a promo or anything you can direct the listeners and viewers to 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 get a, take advantage of some of that early bird season uh, offers that you guys are offering right now Absolutely, yeah. If you could please just send an email to sales at trilogyenseeds.com uh, and put in the subject line, early bird special. We'll, we'll know exactly what you're talking about and would be happy to uh, take care of any each and every one of you guys. Sounds like a plan, my friend. Well, listen, thank you so much for chiming in. We'll be in touch with you via mail as a, ma- as a magazine will get sent out to you here this coming uh, week. And then um, we will likely see you at Fernoco. Excellent. Thank you guys again. Really appreciate it. All right. Thank you. There, you, there he goes. That's Matt with Trilogen Seeds. We thank you so much for your time, buddy. All right, cheers, guys. Thank All you right, man. cheers. There he goes. All right, good stuff. Well, we will take a quick break again, and then we'll talk about some news and talk about this 87th legislature. We've got Mr. Coleman Hempel in the studio this week, and so definitely uh, stay tuned. Here's more Texas Hemp Show after this on the other side. Let's get back, 
Folks, you know I've gone through a lot of pains over the last 20 years. My knees, my shoulder, and of course that back of mine. Now, I've tried everything. Massages, acupuncture, cryotherapy, and finally I found something that really works for me. GreenMountainFlower.com That's the cure. I've been looking all over the place for something that's going to help me feel good, help me sleep good. Green Mountain Flower has the most powerful CBD oil available. It's unique and it really works for me and tons of other people. Now, you'll see all kinds of CBD oils in shops all around the place. You know, the convenience stores and gas stations and places like that, but none like Green Mountain Flower. And Green Mountain Flower has the most nodule CBD oil retailers right here in Austin, Texas. It's natural, 100% absorption. It's water-based. And it absorbs into the body easier. It's unique and 100% organic formula. And it really has worked. Give a call today to 512-645-0510. Talk to Gene or Elsie and ask about the great products that they have. You'll find them on Facebook and online at GreenMountainFlower.com. CRI is a top 25 nationally ranked CPA firm with offices across the Southeast and with clients across the globe. Over the last few years, our firm has developed a niche in the agriculture and cannabis industry. We understand the unique challenges growers and processors face every day, including addressing challenges resulting from the USDA and DEA final interim rules, banking and insurance concerns for cannabis businesses, unique farming challenges associated with hemp and high THC cannabis, and GMP clean room management and general management for business in the rapidly changing cannabis market. Our seasoned team of professionals can help you meet these challenges with sound business, tax, financial, accounting, and technology advice. Visit CRICPA.com to find out more or schedule your free introductory consultation. That's CRICPA.com. Since 1938, TPS Lab has been guiding growers of many different crops around the world to making maximum yields and quality and solving difficult field problems with advanced innovative solutions. Hemp Plan offers the most advanced guidance to industrial hemp growers. The purpose of Hemp Plan is for you to realize the highest quality and yields with minimal THC for your crop's genetics by minimizing plant biotic and abiotic stresses. TPS Lab offers many services and options to the industrial hemp grower. Contact Joe at TPS Labs at 956-383-0739. That's 956-383-0739. That's TPS Lab. Hey guys, it's Russell with the Texas Hemp Reporter. Want to remind you to check out the website, uh, the Texas Hemp Ranch. My friends at the Texas Hemp Ranch are currently leasing over 50 acres of land to grow your hemp operation for the next spring grow here in Texas. So get ready for that 2021 grow season and visit thetexashempranch.com or give us a call at 512-387-3377 or you can email txhempranch at gmail.com for more information. So the Texas Hemp Ranch is located there at 969 off of 130 Toll Road in east of Austin. They provide the land. You grow your own hemp, leasing 50 acres. And we just uh, leased a, a, some five-acre slot the other day. You can lease a, a five-acre spot or 10 acres. It's up to you. If you want to do 20 acres, just let us know. We've got about 50 acres, 45 approximately left to lease between now and late February. So just reaching out through the podcast here. want to get a note out to our listeners that you can lease some land to grow your hemp this spring at the Texas Hemp Ranch, my friends out there, uh, go check those guys out online, the Texas Hemp Ranch, or give them a call at 512-387-3377. Thanks, and back to the show. 
You're listening to The Texas Hemp Show, produced by your friends at The Texas Hemp Reporter. 60,000 copies published free every year. The Texas Hemp Reporter is mailed to over 2,000 licensed hemp producers in Oklahoma, New Mexico, Arkansas, Louisiana, and Texas. News, technology, trends, finance, culture, health, all things hemp in the Lone Star State. The Texas Hemp Reporter Magazine. Now, back to the show with your host, Russell Dowden. All right, welcome back to the Texas Hemp Show. I'm Russell. And uh, thanks to our guest, Matt Haddad, calling in and giving us an update on everything going on with uh, Trilogen Seeds. That's good stuff from them. And we'll see him at NOCO. We're talking about a road trip, perhaps. Yeah. That's that's boiling right here live uh, as we're doing the, the talk about doing the, uh, the road trip to NOCO. Be cool. Yeah, I, I would definitely say one of the, the better shows, um, and one of the longest standing shows in the country. Um, Morse Beagle and Colorado Hemp Company do a great job throwing a great show and be a, a good uniting of all of the, the hemp folks from all over the country. Yeah, that, 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 that's uh, one of several ads that were coming that were promoting. The, there was like three or four events coming up, and so we had uh, marketing several of those coming up on the upcoming issue that will come out uh, tomorrow and the next day. Um, talk a little bit about the legislature, guys. What's going on in the 87th? So we're still waiting for this special period to end where everything that Greg Abbott wanted in his State of the State address takes place, which apparently... The most important things was that Dan Patrick said it's our Star Spangled Banner. We got nothing going on with hemp or marijuana. In fact, the only thing we've heard from Governor Abbott was he's trying to claim that he's going to see very little movement in the marijuana space this session, and we're hoping that we can convince him otherwise. Yeah, it's it's definitely a a different kind of year. I, I think. COVID has definitely thrown a, a big <laughs> wrench in a lot of things. A, a lot of, uh, well, in the Texas sessions are really odd. So um, session starts the second week, second Tuesday, that was January 12th. There's a 60 day time frame for bills to be introduced. Um, we're coming into that last week right now. Um, I know on the hemp side, we have, have been working through a hemp cleanup bill. Uh, this bill is still yet to be introduced. Um, I would encourage people to begin reaching out to their, their representatives and ask them where that hemp bill is. Um, you know what, what we've kind of seen thus far and what we anticipate is uh, really moving towards a lot of the, the positive things that happened in the final rule that the USDA put out um, a couple months ago. Some of those things were uh, extending the pre-harvest time frame in the Texas statute. It had it at 20 days. The USDA used to have it at 15 days, and that's what we had in our TDA rules. Uh, we're looking to align with the new USDA rule that has 30 days, and so that gives a, a much more reasonable time frame for for people to contact the state, get those pre-harvest tests done. Um, you know, other issues that we've been looking at is the the transportation manifest. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one of the only situations that I ran across this last year is a a group that had purchased clones and starts out of Colorado, had their grower's license, had their handler's license, had a receipt, had every piece of of paperwork that they needed driving through Amarillo. And this is again, you know, kind of shows that there's an education gap that still exists with law enforcement. Um, They had their products confiscated. They lost those those, um, products. So 
there's an education piece. Um, is this is this the group that had the U-Haul truck? I, that that was another one. That one actually got resolved. Um, that a, gr- was... a group of about a million dollars worth of, of hemp, um, and that was actually seized by the DEA. Um, fortunately, laws in in our favor, and, and that was released. But you know, back to just kind of this redundancy. Um, in not only having to have all of these licenses where you have, you've already done a background check. They know your name, they know where you're from, they know where to find you if anything is off. Um, you shouldn't have to have a transportation manifest for starts. Um, you know, one of the things TDA did in their rules is they required testing be done on immature plants or starter plants, which for, for us that are in the, the industry, we know there's virtually no cannabinoids. There's literally no way to, to tell whether or not those products are marijuana or hemp in that stage. And and really just kind of impresses the the time for testing is, you know, at that 30 day before harvest time frame. Uh, we should stick to that. And if anything, you know, moving towards a, a confiscate and release, um, you know, confirm that these people have their licenses and, and be able to move on without having to, to waste time in contacting the Department of Agriculture, waiting several days to get a transportation manifest, paying these additional fees that for people that say are in the nursery business, providing starts to to other businesses, having to get that every single time during that really critical time frame of planting, is just onerous and, and not necessary. So hopefully some of that redundancy can can go away. Um, it didn't help that when we first passed our hemp bill, that other states already had this paperwork set up. And when they were getting ready to transport their product through our state, our governor goes, well, we don't have that paperwork, so it doesn't exist and it's not legal. And of course, police departments take that as, well, we can confiscate your stuff, destroy it, it doesn't matter. And it's like, no, 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 the federal government has said otherwise, no, you can't. Unfortunately, you know, we haven't seen a ton of these things happen. Um, you know, DPS, going back to 2016, fortunately, did recognize that this is a federally legal crop and we're not going to prosecute these things. That being said, you know, there are still situations that happen with local sheriff's offices, local police. And it, it again, is that opportunity for those that are passionate about this industry to, to really understand what's in HB 1325 and share that with, with your local officials, with your with your police chief, with your sheriff, with your city council. And you know, I, I think one of the biggest things in business is being part of your community and knowing these people. And when it comes to law enforcement with a crop that hadn't been grown in 80 years, it's, it's really important to be that front facing person, be that, that first point of education and, and be confident that, that we're doing good things in the world yeah. with, with legal products. Yeah, people, some people have gone out so far in their communities. I know Garcia Brothers, uh, Adrian's told me that he's just gone out and reached out to talk to his local law enforcement just to make them aware that he's being transparent and uh, it's not pot, it's hemp. And so, you know, that's kind of, that's a good move to, to just be proactive about it. There were a couple of people I talked to at the Hemp Cup that mentioned yeah. they went out to their sheriff and said, hey, I've, here's my paperwork, come look. And the sheriff was not happy yeah. about that. And then some of them but, are still having but it, it. But it finally got to a point where they said, listen, I've got the paperwork, everything I'm doing is legal. And the sheriff was willing to acknowledge, I don't like it, but you're in the legal area, so I'll leave you alone. And, and there's good strategies to that, too. If you feel like you're in an area where you know, there's still that education gap and you have someone that's kind of averse to that. 
this is a bill that passed unanimously in 2019. Every representative, every senator. Every bill that I've gone to. Uh, uh, just clicking on something there. I don't know if that is that kind of getting into that. Or? Well, you know, <laughs> some of that. Yeah. <laughs> You know, reach out to those offices. Um, just having a relationship, even with the district office, or if you have the opportunity, um, call into the the Austin office prior to going to law enforcement. Talk to your mayor. Talk to some of the other authorities in that area and say, "Look, I've talked to everybody. Everyone knows the, what I'm doing. Your representative, my representative, and senator voted for this. This is the law, um, and we don't want to be adverse. We don't want to kick sand in law enforcement's face. But these are legal products." Uh, you can't get high off of hemp products. And um, there's a lot of people that find a lot of usefulness and, and good from this. Um, you know, the, the market in Texas should be directing, I think, a lot of our, our public policy. Uh, we've, so, talked, we've talked a lot about farmers, and something we really don't go over much of is the retail side as well. And I wasn't aware of it till about three or four months ago that within our hemp bill, retailers are responsible if there's a bad product. So say it makes it all the way down the line and a retailer sells it and it's above the THC limit, some random product, they're actually legally responsible for that. And a lot of retailers aren't realizing that it's a, be a smart idea for them that when they get a shipment of a product, they need to go have it tested on their own independently rather than just trusting some certificate that comes with it. Because I believe it's a shop, I think it was in Houston, they're already running into a problem where the cops came in, confiscated a bunch of product, tested it themselves, and said, oh, we found marijuana. And the person's going, but I was told this is all this is all hemp. How am I responsible for this and it's all hemp? And it's like, well, our law says that you're responsible for this. Well, that brings me to another point, too, is I, I, other states, Coleman, have um, laws or where they've allowed for uh, insurance to, to insure crop i mean how far away are, is texas going to be from from having uh, an insurable crop uh, or where there's you know in, uh, policies that you can purchase yeah no that's a that's a great question so texas is eligible for some insurance um we still are nowhere close to to your more traditional crops um with fsa um fsa grants and mm -hmm. and uh insurability around that you know one of the the big initiatives of the the texas hemp industries association is we have partnered with climacell uh, climacell is a israeli-based company they're one of the the largest weather data aggregating uh, companies that can get aggregated weather to to 500 meters and measure over 20 different um, points of weather your humidity your uh, barometric pressure the the direction of wind um, that with with Climacell uh, um, in coordination with Ionization Labs, the space here in Austin, Texas, and TPS Labs, um, mm -hmm. which is one of the, the oldest soil and, and water labs in, in South Texas, um, and a great sponsor of, of this show. Um, that weather data is other very pertinent uh, weather or uh, data points to all of the other analysis they're given to you in soil, water, plant nutrient testing, and then potency. Um, I've, I genuinely believe in one of my biggest focuses is being able to, to put data at the fingertips of farmers to, to gather this data um, that takes a, a multi-year process and it's really a county by county mm -hmm. issue to, to get us to where we are um, able to ensure these crops reduce the liability that really still rests on the farmers to a large degree. 
Well, this is an interesting program, uh, Climb a Can. And so this is, is able to use the weather and track what's your results of your, your crop. Yeah, it's um, it really helps to direct best practices, your your fertilization processes. It's going to give you some bit greater insight on, on best planting dates, harvesting dates. And it's something that as you grow and, and as your your hemp business goes into year two, three, four is an incredibly valuable. Um, this program is completely free. Um, it's been sponsored by TPS Labs, uh, Ionization, and, and the Texas Hemp Industries Association. You can go to climacan.com. That's climas, S-L-I-M-A-C-A-N-N.com. Sign up, register for free. Um, you know, really what we're looking at is different strain varieties. And again, where that weather data becomes most valuable is in, in sending off samples um, to TPS Labs, ionization labs. Uh, TPS Labs does a lot of, of crop consulting um, on the soil that, that you could be getting soil tests done right now, looking at your water and, and what plant nutrients you need to be looking at to, to really support your plants. Uh, again, they've been around since 1938, worked in, in conventional agriculture and, and also in a lot more organic, uh, biodynamic type processes. Um, ionization labs uh, will be kind of towards the, the end of the, the growth cycle as you start taking early samples to see where your potency is to make sure that, that you're compliant and also maximizing your yields in, in CBD production. If I remember correctly, they're working with the AgriLife Extension now or Texas A&M, so there's going to be an expansion on that as well. Yeah, and you know, there's actually been a number of really encouraging things happening around research. So this was the first year that the National Institute of Food and Agriculture opened up to uh, for hemp to be eligible for the, the $150 million that is available through that grant every year. Now that $150 million is for all agriculture. Uh, the maximum awarded is, is $10 million. Um, I know a lot of the, the institutions here in the state have applied. And it, again, that's really, really encouraging to see federal funds um, for a new, a new crop like we you know, have seen in the past for, for soybeans. Um, soy's you know, really been one of the newer kind of engineered crops um, of the last several decades. And I, I'm hopeful that we can learn more about um, specific genetics. You know, our, our guest um, Matt with with Trilogen Seeds earlier kind of talked about um, that we're still a long way from having really well established varieties that we know grow well in Texas, um, and so that's one of the the big big focuses from these universities moving forward. Very cool. And let's take another quick break, guys, and then we will uh, kind of wrap things up and talk about what we have lined up for some shows in the coming weeks. And I, I like having you hanging around here with us, Coleman. You're going to come back and do this again with us, man. Hey, hey I'm here in Austin. <laughs> we'll take another quick break here on the other side. It's the Texas Hemp Show. We'll be right back after this. In another lonely town. But I ain't too young to worry 
mind. Folks, you know I've gone through a lot of pains over the last 20 years. My knees, my shoulder, and of course that back of mine. Now, I've tried everything. Massages, acupuncture, cryotherapy, and finally I found something that really works for me. GreenMountainFlower.com That's the cure. I've been looking all over the place for something that's going to help me feel good, help me sleep good. Green Mountain Flower has the most powerful CBD oil available. It's unique and it really works for me and tons of other people. Now, you'll see all kinds of CBD oils in shops all around the place. You know, the convenience stores and gas stations and places like that. But none like Green Mountain Flower. And Green Mountain Flower has the most nodule CBD oil retailers right here in Austin, Texas. It's natural, 100% absorption. It's water-based. And it absorbs into the body easier. It's unique and 100% organic formula. And it really has worked. Give a call today to 512-645-0510. Talk to Gene or Elsie and ask about the great products that they have. You'll find them on Facebook and online at GreenMountainFlower.com. CRI is a top 25 nationally ranked CPA firm with offices across the Southeast and with clients across the globe. Over the last few years, our firm has developed a niche in the agriculture and cannabis industry. We understand the unique challenges growers and processors face every day, including addressing challenges resulting from the USDA and DEA final interim rules, banking and insurance concerns for cannabis businesses, unique farming challenges associated with hemp and high THC cannabis, and GMP clean room management and general management for business in the rapidly changing cannabis market. Our seasoned team of professionals can help you meet these challenges with sound business, tax, financial, accounting, and technology advice. Visit CRICPA.com to find out more or schedule your free introductory consultation. That's CRICPA.com. Since 1938, TPS Lab has been guiding growers of many different crops around the world to making maximum yields and quality and solving difficult field problems with advanced innovative solutions. Hemp Plan offers the most advanced guidance to industrial hemp growers. The purpose of Hemp Plan is for you to realize the highest quality and yields with minimal THC for your crop's genetics by minimizing plant biotic and abiotic stresses. TPS Lab offers many services and options to the industrial hemp grower. Contact Joe at TPS Labs at 956-383-0739. That's 956-383-0739. That's TPS Lab. Hey guys, it's Russell with the Texas Hemp Reporter. Want to remind you to check out the website, uh, the Texas Hemp Ranch. My friends at the Texas Hemp Ranch are currently leasing over 50 acres of land to grow your hemp operation for the next spring grow here in Texas. So get ready for that 2021 grow season and visit thetexashempranch.com or give us a call at 512-387-3377 or you can email txhempranch at gmail.com for more information. So the Texas Hemp Ranch is located there at 969 off of 130 Toll Road in east of Austin. They provide the land. You grow your own hemp, leasing 50 acres. And we just uh, leased a, a, some five-acre slot the other day. You can lease a, a five-acre spot or 10 acres. It's up to you. If you want to do 20 acres, just let us know. We've got about 50 acres, 45 approximately left to lease between now and late February. So just reaching out through the podcast here. I want to get a note out to our listeners that you can lease some land and grow your hemp this spring at the Texas Hemp Ranch, my friends out there, uh, go check those guys out online, the Texas Hemp Ranch, or give them a call at 512-387-3377. Thanks, and back to the show. 
You're listening to The Texas Hemp Show, produced by your friends at The Texas Hemp Reporter. 60,000 copies published free every year. The Texas Hemp Reporter is mailed to over 2,000 licensed hemp producers in Oklahoma, New Mexico, Arkansas, Louisiana, and Texas. News, technology, trends, finance, culture, health, all things hemp in the Lone Star State. The Texas Hemp Reporter Magazine. Now, back to the show with your host, Russell Dowden. All right, welcome back to the Texas Hemp Show. Looking forward to the new edition of the Texas Hemp Reporter. We've been working on this thing for a couple of months. We we actually didn't come out. We were good. We were scheduled to come out in February, but February was an ice storm. <laughs> no, it was like more a, than an ice storm. No, we 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 decided to come out with the magazine though in in March because February was awful. It was uh, we were well, we were woefully unprepared. I would say, um, yeah, Texas was uh, in ice. So we were not prepared for that uh, as Texans. Uh, it got the coldest it's ever been. Consecutively. And, and it was seven degrees in Texas, uh, and, and it doesn't get seven degrees. And it's never been seven degrees. Um, I heard it was even in, in, in Dripping Springs, it was four. Up in Dallas, it got to, like, negative. <laughs> yeah, and, and, you know, I mean, with that. Very bad it, weather. I've been talking to a lot of the farmers in the, the Rio Grande Valley, and mm. You know, there's a lot of, of specialty crops, a lot of different vegetables, a lot of citrus that's grown. I know it's going to have a huge impact on them, and it's it's actually elevated a lot of their interest in hemp. Um, you know, one of their biggest interests was having a an off season, warm season crop, um, and so. You know, as horrible as that was, um, this may demonstrate again that, that hemp can be another tool in the toolbox for farmers. And so we'll uh, we'll definitely be following that. Yeah, I have here. a neighbor with a lemon tree and they were like struggling to keep that thing alive. Like we didn't lose power on my block. So, of course, they were out there with like lights under a tent with this lemon tree. And I'm like, I'm not upset because I understand you've invested so much time and energy in this little small lemon tree. And it gives you so much. And this weather is just going to it yeah it's uh it's tough to be a farmer for sure uh, jesse some questions came in from from some of our friends somebody had actually asked because i'd posted up our live feed on facebook if we had mentioned if trilogene had mentioned their genetics approved in texas yeah so with that texas is still in the process of developing different certified varieties so right now the tda has has a approved varieties list um, that that list uh, you can find at the TDA website. Um, one you know special note that I would make to people is just because it's an approved variety doesn't necessarily mean there's a high quality variety or that there's really been any research around how that that crop is going or how that seed is going to perform in the state. You know, I really encourage people to to do a lot of due diligence, ask the right questions of their seed breeders. How many years have they been developing the genetics? Um, what region of the world did they initially source those genetics? Did they come from from Italy and Mediterranean varieties similar to Texas, um, areas of South China, um, Australia that, that have a comparable latitude and, and climate to the state are all really, really important questions. Um, and, and make sure that, you know, you have a really well-established relationship and they're providing you some direction and support as you you know, look at, at buying those seeds. You know, they say it, 
bad money um, on the front end always leads to bad money on the back end. Um, so again, proceed with caution. Um, I, I think we're still very much in in the variety trial stage of the state. Um, definitely experiment, definitely ask the right questions and, uh, and get them in the ground. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. What else is coming up? There's some events I wanted to cover. There's a couple of concerts. We spoke about NOCO that's coming up. There's one. What's the one you guys were saying that's that's the 421 or April, the Earth Day yeah, Festival? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll have to touch base with them. Um, EarthX. EarthX, yeah, uh, that's right. You know, put on by Trammell Crow at the, the Texas State Fair on Earth Day. So that kind of weekend of 420, 421. Uh, in the past, it was the largest earth day event in in the world that have hundreds of thousands of people there a lot of corporate sponsors um and you know in 2019 uh they had a great show they had a huge hemp pavilion um and it grew expanded uh quite a bit from from their first year of getting into the the hemp space in 2018 so um dalton o'neill um with Greenlight Media, um, mm-hmm. does a lot of work with with EarthX. is a great advocate up there. Um, be great to, to have him on the show. Yeah, uh, that, that's something we could plan on doing. I've I've got the schedule here. What I've got so far is is there's some some of the events that are coming up uh, with the ATX uh, Hemp and Wellness Expo, and then uh, the Lucky Leaf Expo, which I uh, have up kind of on the screen right right now. And that's an, an Austin one, Coleman. Have you looked or seen or heard about from these guys at all yeah absolutely um you know some other events that happened this last month um in december actually it's been a couple months now um uh, cbd expo in in houston uh was a mm-hmm. great event that was kind of the kickoff of of live events and so i'm i'm really encouraged that we'll be able to to be in front of each other again yeah. um and and getting back to work yeah, the governor also, Jesse, recently announced, I think it was yesterday or the day before, that uh, they're re- re- releasing some lightning, the restrictions, I guess, on um, the masks, or at least Abbott saying. They're removing we- the mask mandate effective March 10th. So we will be able to uh, come out and, uh, and and see each other in, a, in an event again uh, without masks. Well, businesses can still opt if they want to to say, hey, we want you to have a mask on in our location. There's already been blowback, you could say, in certain places because they've, they've kind of used some weird wording. Like, I believe HEB said, they're like, yeah, we, we encourage you to wear a mask, but we're not going to get confrontational about it, which is pretty much... Yeah, we want you to wear a mask, but you know, if um, you threaten to beat us up, well, it's, in your, it's your choice. You don't have to. I, you know, it's kind of a Texas approach, you know, personal responsibility. Um, but regardless, I think we can all say uh, we're in a better spot today than March 13th of last year when everything yeah. got shut down. Um, and it, we do got to get back to work um, and, and business is really done best best face to face and so I'm encouraged to see that moving forward I, Jesse another thing I wanted to touch base um, in regard to the question around genetics a, a big piece of news is the National Association of State Departments of Agriculture met recently um, they adopted policy encouraging for 1% um, instead of the the point three Delta 9 oh, definition yeah. in the in but the farm bill and the state statute um, there's a bill right now that's that's been introduced by by Rand Paul in the Senate that would move that to to one percent total THC and and only require testing of the finished products. Um, that would really remove a lot of the 
the regulatory headache um, that hemp farmers have to, to go through that the other farmers don't have to. Um, it also would really open up the availability of genetics, um, particularly on the CBD side. You know, one of the, the disadvantages that, that Texas has is, um, you know, we're sourcing seeds from outside the state. Yeah. Um, seeds that were developed in, in Colorado and Oregon that had medical marijuana, recreational marijuana laws in place. And a lot of the CBD varieties are, are hybrids. They've essentially bred out the THC, but a lot of the, the terpene expression, the structure of the plants really comes from, from those, um, from those other plants. And so, you know, I'm, I'm hopeful to see some expansion in, in research again, like we talked earlier with universities, giving them a little bit more, uh, freedom to, to develop these different varieties and, um, you know, I, I, if you could ask for anything uh, from your legislators, I, I feel that if we got to that 1% total THC, and you could keep the 0.3 Delta 9. You know, the reality is most plants um, at full maturity are between 0.3 and 0.8. Very, very rarely you ever see something at 1%, and it could have been avoided if you were growing a real hemp variety. Mm-hmm. Um, it would protect our farmers, give us a lot more opportunity, and it allow us to maximize yields. You know, at that point, you could be producing plants with 15, 20 plus percent CBD, which makes it a much more efficient product for processors and a much more valuable process. Oh, insurance companies are insurance companies will want to be able to cover you then because they're not worried about you having to burn a crop off over just a little. It, tiny it's, it's a scientific reality. It's where we've got to get to. If you ask anything, one percent total THC is the ask. Well, that sounds okay. fair. And I hope that we get there. I hope we get there with some federal laws as well uh, in the coming months uh, as well. So yeah, because this Texas method of you get what you get and you don't throw a fit's got to stop. <laughs> we didn't talk about Cornyn and and uh, Feinstein either. Those were some things that uh, Normal's website brought up today. I didn't know um, if we touched on those, but I tried to call. Uh, uh, Cornyn's office today and, uh, and and give him a piece of my mind. And, and mailbox is full. Could, yeah, Coleman, the, the mailbox was full. <laughs> I, I think he just, he says, leave, push one to leave a message and then you leave, you do that and then it's, the, the mailbox is intentionally full. Because everybody's angry at him right now. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, 50%, I over 50% I of Texas, anything. over 50% of Texas right now wants it legalized just so they can have taxes to pay for the school system. That's inclu- like 50% of conservatives. So more than 50% across the board wants this. And then he comes out and goes, no. Yeah, I think a good chunk of Texas is pretty mad at him right now. <laughs> well, we will have to uh, uh, light the fire under some butts. <laughs> to no, put it nicely. N- no doubt. There's there's definitely a lot going on in, in D.C. Um, I know Jesse and and a lot of the advocates you know continue to, to do a lot of great work. Um you know, I said so there's a lot of other you know, news we have here. Um, you know, something that came up this last week, um, and, and Jesse kind of touched on it earlier. Um, you know, different retailers and them being held responsible for different products. Um, you know, there was a, a recent New York Times article that, that came out um, highlighting um, hometown heroes. Um, and, and different products that are being sold in the state. Um, you know, we'll kind of see what what kind of impact that has. Um, I mean, for me, um, I think it's kind of a slippery slope um, to 
continue to dissect all these different cannabinoids and deem one not available and, and others that, that mm-hmm. are. Um, but it's it's kind of an ongoing discussion at the moment. Well, listen, we're going to wrap the show up, guys. It's another week. This was podcast number 18 of the Texas Hemp Show. Uh, special thanks to uh, Matt Haddad joining us uh, there, uh, calling in from uh, Colorado. Um, and thank you for coming in, Coleman, from the Hemp Industry Association. It's good to have you in here. We look forward. Let's let's keep doing this, man. I'd like to keep having you come in, man. It's uh, a lot of fun to, to do this, and we're experimenting as well with some of this uh video stuff we'll see how that goes uh, if we've done well with that or not i don't know we'll see we'll iron out the details <laughs> but we're playing with new stuff but the podcast is out there and uh thanks for tuning in we'll um next week who do we got on the program uh, let's see who is over there that is oh herbal roots herbal roots collective calling in herbal roots collective so We'll find out more on them. But thanks for tuning in. It's The Hemp Show for Coleman, for Jesse, Matt. Thanks for calling in, and we'll see you guys next week. It's The Hemp Show. So cool.